Praise the Lord. Well, I just want to thank Pastor Mark so much for allowing me this opportunity to share some testimonies and a very simple word with you this morning. I believe that uh, if we listen and apply the Word of God to our life, we will see a big change in our life. And I know that a lot of people here today have experienced that, but it's time we go a little bit further. It's time we continue to press on. And I know there's times of, of resting in the Lord, and then there's also time of getting it on. You know what I mean? Praise the Lord. Let's pray. Father, I just thank you so much for your Holy Spirit revealing to us how much you truly love us, how much you poured out your life for us and what you've given us. And I just thank you, Jesus, for dying on the cross and setting things right when they were messed up. Lord, we thank you so much that as a simple word, your word goes out, how easy it is to follow after you and how much we absolutely just love and adore you. We thank you so much. And everyone says, Amen. It's my hope and prayer for your life, and for a lot of you, hopefully you've experienced this already, but that you have these times in your life that are not just authoritative times where you take authority over your life, but times of where you and the Holy Spirit, when you're yielded to Him, join together and do something that you'll never forget. Do something that will just change your life and you'll have memories of it that will last forever. And today I just wanted to share with you some of the uh, testimonies that I had one of those experiences on the mission trip. If you didn't know, we just went on a mission trip, the youth did, and hopefully the, the church will be invited in the future so you can join us with that. But as of right now, it's for the youth. And we went down to Mexico, Oaxaca, Mexico, uh, specifically Puerto Escondido and the surrounding areas. And I'll tell you what, it was cool. It was cool. I don't know how else to explain that, but the Lord just really showed up in every way. And I would just want to give you some testimonies and share with you a foundational word that hopefully that you will have the same experience here in little old Boise, Idaho. Well, big old Boise, Idaho now that will just mm, be an anchor for you. Just absolutely be an anchor. One of those memories, one of those thoughts that when you question things, that you say no. Just like John the Baptist, how he hung, how Jesus told his John the Baptist's disciples, you know, they came to, to him and said, hey, are you the Christ? And he didn't just answer him plainly. He said, look what I've done. Look at the things that have happened. Look at the blind eyes are seeing, the ears are opening, people are raised from the dead, all kinds of awesome things are happening. He said the proof is in the pudding. And, uh, and I believe that you're going to have that experience here in Idaho. And then when you go out from there, it, you'll just have more and more and more. So let me make this statement to you. The more you know your, for the Father, the more you'll trust Him. The more you know your Father, the more you'll trust Him. Everyone say this after me. Say, the more I know my Father, the more I'll trust Him. So my charge to you is to get to know your Father. Get to know your Father. And so let me make this foundational statement as well. In His Word, His Word has not changed. His Word has been established in heaven. It will not change. He spoke it. He did it. It's going to come to pass. It's done deal. But I'll tell you this part, though. He also gave us commandments. 
to do certain things, to act certain ways, and to be certain people. And those have not changed either. They will eventually change. You know, when we die and go to heaven, you know, we won't be like, hey, what's going on? You know, let me heal the sick. No, there won't be any sick in heaven. Praise the Lord, right? No sick in heaven. So his word has not changed. And in Psalms 119, it says, um, Forever, Lord, is your word established in heaven. But his commands are still valid today. His word is still valid. But his commands are still valid for you. His word is still valid for you. But it's specific. He still wants us to do what he commanded his disciples over 2,000 years ago. He still wants you to. He still wants us to lean on the Holy Spirit, to lean on his word and what he's done for us in life. So, everyone turn to Luke chapter 24. Luke chapter 24, verse 46, starting in verse 46. If I had a drum to beat, this would be my drum. A drum to beat. You know, sometimes the drum can become annoying, and then other times drums could be awesome, right? You're having a good time, you want to hear that drum. You get tired of having a good time, you don't want to hear the drum, but the drum's still beating. And this is this, this is my drum. Go and preach and proclaim. I'm not going to read this first. I'm going to read this and then we'll get back to the word. Go, preach, and proclaim. First at home, then to all the world. We have to open our mouths. We have to step out in faith, believing that we trust God in His Word, getting to know the Lord, and trusting Him, and stepping out. And oh, that's okay. We're okay. Everything's still all right. So let's look at here, uh, verse 46. Luke 24, verse 46. Then He said to them, Thus it is written, it is nece- it, thus it was necessary for Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead on the third day. Verse 47. And that the repentance and remission of sins should be preached in his name to all nations, beginning in, at Jerusalem. And as you are witnesses of all things, behold, I send a promise to you of my Father upon you, but to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until the Uh, endured with power on high. Listen, God wants you to proclaim. Does anyone know the definition of to proclaim? You do. What is it, sir? To speak out the gospel. To preach publicly and openly. You know, it's important, yes, we live our lives, but um, you'll hear a testimony of what the Lord specifically spoke to me, that sometimes... We may feel like there are things holding us back, therefore we keep silent because we're afraid of what other people will think of us. We're afraid of the dirt in our lives, and therefore we're ashamed, which makes us ashamed of the gospel sometimes. Because we're afraid that people will see sometimes our dirt. Anyone been there before? Come on now. Okay, I want everyone to raise your hand. Work with me here. Everyone been there before? I'll tell you what, I got my both feet, hand, toes, everything up. I'm floating in the air. That's been me before. But it's important to know a couple of facts here. That's our foundation. The Word of God is our foundation. And His commands to us, we still need to act on. Number two is this. When we go, everyone say go. Because that's not a request. God didn't ask, 
Would you pretty please go to all the nations, would you? Pretty please? Wink, wink. Sprinkles on top? He didn't. He said go. It was a command. And if you look at the, the, the life, basically, with Jesus and his disciples, he was not, um, how should I say, one to skirt around the issue. He would hit things straight on head, and he wouldn't mess around. And when the disciples would mess around, he would get on them and say, stop messing around. This is what I mean. Do and go. And so for us, we need to proclaim what he's done for us. Number two, point number two is this. Know your authority. Know your authority. Jesus said here in, in Luke that we don't go in his name, or our name, we go in his name. In verse 47 it says this, that um, we preach his name to all nations, repentance and remission of sin. Look, you can't go in your authority until you know what your authority is. You can't go and do something. If one of you guys try to get up here and try to take the microphone from me, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Because you, you have not been in the circle yet where you are trusted and have that authority to be able to come up here and just grab the hold of the microphone. When you do, say, Pastor Neil will come up right now, I would hand it right off to him. In the same way, you must know your authority in the Lord before you'll see things, before you'll be able to act in ways that you may not understand sometimes. The Holy Spirit moving through you doing things. So let me just make this clear, abundantly clear. Turn to Philippians chapter 2. Your authority, again, is super important. Your authority. There'll be times in your life where you'll just have to grab something and say, no, bless God, it's not happening this way, it's happening this way. The right way. God's way. And through your authority, it'll happen. It must obey. It must obey. Okay, and then there's times where you'll be just going about your own way, and you're not even realizing it, and you're submitted to the Holy Spirit, and then something cool will just happen. You'll just become. There's a difference between having um, delegated authority and just knowing that you are authority, if that makes any sense at all. There's a difference between reading a book, How to Drive, and then being Mario Andretti, one of the best drivers in the world, and just knowing how to drive. And that's what God wants us to do. He doesn't want to just hear about how to drive. He doesn't want to just for us just to know our authority, he wants us to know our authority. He wants us to walk in that authority, to experience that, and to change the world around us. So Philippians chapter 2. You know, as we do the things of the Lord, God gets the glory. As we do things with and for the Lord, God gets the glory. And you're not going to do anything unless you know. (laughs) Ignorance is not bliss. Ignorance is not bliss. There we go. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9. Therefore God also has highly exalted Him. Who's Him? Jesus. And given Him the name which is above every name. You know you have that authority through Christ? A name that's above every name. If you know this by heart, say it with me. 
that the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow of those in heaven and those on earth and those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Praise the Lord. It's so good. It's so good. I, I've got some testimonies for you here in just a minute. I'm, I'm super excited about I know I'm, I'm kind of laid back. Something happened to me on the trip. It was very interesting. Um, I'll side note from this right here. Very interesting where, um, you know, I went on the trip and I kind of knew some things, had heard about some things, and walked in things here in the church and in the local area. But, man, we were down there. We just started flowing with it. And, you know, the Lord deposited something in me um, that I used to have to, like, try and stir up things. Like, when I would go to pray for someone, I'd get like, stir myself up. I got to believe. I got to believe, you know, sometimes. And, hey, you know, you're not the only ones, right? I got to believe God. I got to believe God. And uh, what what happened was this, is um, it somewhat came so naturally and I had a few experiences, and, and, it, and through prayer and spending time with the Lord, this, uh, I, I, the only way to explain it was a different authority was like placed inside of me. And so I'm a little bit calmer than the last time I spoke, but it's because the Lord is just changing me from the inside. And I guarantee you this, the more you walk with the Lord, holy smokes, He's going to change you. And it's going to be good, trust me. I mean, Mac, you could have preached the whole day because... Those were some good testimonies. And you've got to believe that trusting the Lord and having those experiences of Him has changed His life as well. So, how are we going to get it done is the question. Does anyone know? How are we going to get this done? How are we going to perform the commands that God has given us? And I'll tell you how. You try to do it on your own, it's not going to work. You do it in the authority of Jesus' name, it's going to work, but it's going to be different. But I'll tell you this, you do it with the Holy Spirit, and it's a whole nother ball game. You do it with the Holy Spirit, it's like transitioning from over here in your authority to walking in an authority that you never knew was available to you. Trust me on that. Listen, the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in all truth. He'll directly direct you. You know, if we just simply do His Word... What he'll do for us is amazing, and through us is amazing. If we read his word and do his word, trusting him. Read his word, do his word. Trusting him. Read his word, do his word. Trusting him. Okay, can I stop now? Read his word and do his word. Trusting him. And that is truly being led by the Holy Spirit. Doing the word of God. If the word of God has been... Inspired by the Holy Spirit, if you do the Word of God, you are working with the Holy Spirit. You are being led by the Holy Spirit through His Word. Alright, let's go back to Luke, chapter 24, verse 49. Chapter 24, verse 49. Trust in the Holy Spirit. He will give you power to do all things. This may seem weird at first. I'll read the scripture here in a moment. It may seem weird at first. 
And he'll ask you to do things that normally you would not do. (laughs) But trust me, you don't know what you're doing necessarily. But he does. He knows what he's doing. He knows why you're going to walk up to that random stranger and say, you know what? Bless you. Have a wonderful day. Jesus loves you. And you walk away and you turn back around and they're on the ground, snot bubbles coming out because they're crying so hard. Because they were just needing a word from the Lord. I like snot bubbles, by the way. It's just a football thing, you know, once it's in you. The snot bubbles just stay, you know. <laughs> you know, it, once again, it may seem weird at first. He'll ask you to do things you wouldn't normally do. But you know what? It says um, in Isaiah that the glory as you go, his righteousness will go before you. Isaiah 58. But you know what? The glory of God has got your back. He'll never put you in a situation that He will not protect you, that He won't guide you. He'll never leave you hanging. Even when you think, oh man, junk, I screwed up. You know, the Lord is able and He loves us so much and He loves people so much. He'll work it out. He'll work it out. Just trust Him. Are you going to make mistakes along the way? Everyone say, Amen, brother. You are going to make mistakes. I've made big ones. But I'll tell you what, if you keep at it, your successes will far, far be so much greater than any mistake. And you'll see lives change. That's what it's about, really. You want to break it down? God restored order so we can have relationship with Him. Now He wants us to continue to restore that order through Him and His power. Done. Read the Bible, do the Bible. Done. Okay, here we go. Moving on. Uh, Verse 49. Behold, I sent a promise of my Father upon you, but to tarry in the city of Jerusalem until you are endured with power from on high. You know what that power is? The Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you don't know what you got, go to the baptism of the Holy Spirit class, Holy Spirit 101. Go through that as many times as need be to understand what you have. It's well worth your time. Well worth your time. Change your life. Guarantee it. Change my life radically. Oh, it is today? Well, second service. There you go. If you haven't been baptized in the Holy Spirit and you don't know what you have, go to the class. Okay. So with the Holy Spirit, you will do amazing exploits. You will do some cool stuff. Let's name a few. What did Jesus do? Hmm. Did Jesus do some cool stuff? He walk on water? Did he feed tons of people with a little bit of fish and loaves? Were blind eyes restored? Were mute able to speak? Were demons cast out? Were people raised from the dead? Did he set people free or put them in bondage? Guess what he wants you to do? Trust in the Holy Spirit. Trust in the Holy Spirit. Everyone say it with me. I trust the Holy Spirit. You'll ask me to do weird things. That's okay. I'm going to do them. Do you know why? Because I trust them. Simple as that. All right, now let me get you some testimonies. Can you believe I've been up here for 20 minutes already? Man, snap my fingers, it's gone. Ask the youth, they're like, Would you just stop? It's been an hour. 
Okay. So I've got some testimonies for you. I'm, I'll liven this up for you a little bit. Testimonies of God working through us on the trip. I'll tell you what. <laughs> I'm going to skip to the very bottom of the testimony and get right to the point. Boy, I feel like a proud father. I mean, my face was beaming on the trip. I don't know if the guys knew and the girls knew. I was so incredibly happy because we did all the training here at church. By the way, if you don't know, this is the command center of the church. The church is the command center. We get commands from the Lord, from Pastor Mark, and then we go out to the battlefield, which is out there. In the same way, they were trained up. They did what they were supposed to do. And when it came time, holy smokes, I didn't even have to ask them. I said, we're ministering. And they said, get out of my way, Pastor PJ. Here I go. And you'll see here in just a minute that the majority of the pictures, they are the ones doing. And I'm taking the pictures. And I loved it. You ever seen, like, you ever had, who's got children in here? Or who's got a pet that, like, sat for the first time? Oh my gosh, you've sat. Here, have a treat. Have a bucket of treats. You know? So excited. I feel the same way. I feel the same joy of, man, they just went out and they did, and it was amazing. So let's, let's go through a couple of testimonies, and then I'll tell you very quickly what the Lord spoke to me personally that I think will apply to your life as well. So the first testimony, trust the Lord for safety. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Here, let's put up the first picture up here. Let me show you these roads. First picture. Yes, that's right. Okay, what you're not seeing right here is that's an excursion, and that's the water about to go over the hood of the excursion. Pretty darn close. We were going through, through some roads that were just crazy. Go ahead, put the next picture up. This is a muddy road. You see all the, the water all over the window? It just rained probably, I don't know, enough to fill up a five-gallon bucket standing out in the middle of nowhere. There was so much water. It was um, just amazing, rainforest style. And this road doesn't do justice, but you see the cliff on the right and the ditch on the left? Yeah, we had to go out of there and drive, and, and not a normal four-wheel drive or a tank or helicopter or something cool we were driving like a 94 15 passenger one ton van two-wheel drive not with big mud tires no these are highway tires bf good wrenches or something i don't know anyway so we were driving up these hills this, that picture doesn't do us justice but also safety because no one wears seat belts and the chairs are sketchy at best you're driving down the road and they're shaking. You're afraid the thing's just going to collapse. You're going to fall out the back. It was pretty bad. Anyway, it was awesome though. But here's what we did. Believing God and acting like a son. The first thing I did before we left was this. I said, Lord, I want some good weather. I do not want to be rained out. This is the only day it rained on us. And this, you have to understand, this is monsoon season. In the, the month of July, they get 124 inches of rain annually, like in just in that month, and we were just on the front edge of that. And it rained just this once, because we rebuked it in Jesus' name, and it worked. Praise the Lord. Trust the Lord. And the other thing was, I'll show you this video. Uh, you know, we believed, and I asked the Lord before we got on every flight, angels hold this thing up, man. I don't want to die. I don't want to be raised from the dead. Simple as that. I don't want to get to heaven and be like, Lord, send me back. Just, you know, take off all the scars and stuff. Uh, <laughs> I'm serious about that too. It's exactly what I would do. Lord, send me back. I'm not done. 
So anyway, uh, I got a quick video for you showing you, uh, I don't know, just, I hope you find it funny. Go ahead and play the video. Alright, so everyone out here, hey Tanner and I got put in the van with no AC while everyone no else is... While everyone else is just chilling in the rig with the AC, Tanner and I got put in here. We're falling on the sword for the team. Plus, it's our weight loss program with uh, Oreos. So, praise the Lord, right? (laughs) Just to let you know, no seatbelts and no windows and all the luggage. Love you guys. All right, so what you didn't see there is this car is like the size of a Mini Cooper, okay? It's teeny tiny. The driver is 17 years old with the father teaching the son how to drive as we're driving down the road, okay? I'm not even kidding. Tanner can attest to this, okay? The, the kid is so new, he doesn't know what third and fourth gear are. He goes through first, second, and puts it in fifth. And Tanner and I are kind of car nuts, and we're like, is this thing broken? What's going on? And he gets on the freeway and takes it out of fifth and sticks it in fourth and revs that thing out. And we're just like, oh, Lord Jesus, help us. (laughs) But it was awesome. It was like a sauna. I'm not even kidding. A sauna in there. It was was like uh, that day was 90-something degrees, 90% humidity, no windows. And they have these things called topes. Who knows what a tope is? It's a small mountain for a speed bump. Most of the tops of them are ground off from the cars, just scraping them as they go over. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fun, but let's, let's move on here. I only got a few more minutes left. Okay, let's go to uh, slide number two. This is a man getting his hearing back. Actually, this particular picture is of a young man, a boy, that could not hear. And uh, I believe he had some eyesight problems as well. And as you can see, I am not in that picture, praise the Lord. Uh, I'll show you a little bit later on. But that's Zach and that's Doug uh, right there praying for him and, the, and the, our interpreter as well. And you know what? When we were through, guess what? He could hear. We had two, uh, off the top of my head, two people that had that issue. Zach and I actually prayed for one together. Zach's in the service. Um, you know, I put my hands on Actually, I didn't even put my hands on him. You put your hands on his ears and I put my hand on top of his head. And we commanded his ears to be open. He, Zach pulled his hands off. And he's like, oh, one's getting really better. And the other one's not so much. I'm trying to speak, you know, non-interpretive here. And uh, so this is what it sounded like to me. And the interpreter would say, uh, this one's getting a little better. Anyway. <laughs> Praise the Lord. So a 15-minute message was like 35 there because you had an interpreter. So when you go... Don't worry, you only have to preach just for a few minutes because, yeah. Okay, moving on. So his ear wasn't done right, so what do we do? We fell back onto our training and fell back on trusting the Holy Spirit. And immediately something popped out of me. I said, let's just thank the Lord for his healing. So Zach, I just told Zach, thank the Lord for his healing, get it done. And I walked off like a good leader. <laughs> And sure enough, Zach just thanked the Lord for a few minutes, and pretty soon, ear was open. Hearing restored. Praise the Lord. <laughs> Whoever has cast out a demon before? few of us. Okay, it's really easy. Are you ready? Let's go to the number three. 
Uh, is there any more pictures in this one? No? Okay, let's go to number three. Okay, we're not casting a demon out of this little girl right here, this, this little uh, mom. We just did it to the guy on the floor. Okay? We, uh, what we did was this. We were baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. And we didn't even command anything. In fact, this was Doug. I like Doug. Doug's fun. He's one of my uh, good friends. But he's on, the, he's on the ground because we were baptizing people in the Holy Spirit. And this guy came up. It was all he could to come up to the front. And Doug just said, Holy Spirit, fill him up head to toe 100%. And immediately this guy started manifesting. He was falling on the ground. He's crying. He was like puking up chunks. I was going to take a picture at the very end of the pile of stuff he left on the ground. But um, you know what? The Lord was good. And when he was done being on the ground, he stood up and he was happy. And the joy and peace of the Lord was all over him. And he was just having a great time. And I'll tell you what, (laughs) God's so good. You know, really quickly, side note, you're wired. You are wired to do this. This is not something abnormal for you. You are wired to do this. God's designed you with the Holy Spirit to do this. Okay, moving on. Finger grown out. Stay right here on this picture right here. The lady, I believe it was her, she had a middle finger, a short middle finger, like this. And her other hand was like, Meh. And so Zach and these guys right here, I hope everyone knows who they are, because I just mind blanked. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, they were praying for her hand, and she asked specifically, I think she was having some headaches, and then her hand was messed up. And so they just got after it, and they put their hands on top of her hand, and they just prayed and commanded her finger to grow out, and every, all the pain to go away. And as you can see, well, you can't see it here. I didn't have pictures. I wish I did. Her hand started out like this. Okay? By the time we were done, her hand was like this, right? Even. Her middle finger had grown out to be the same length as the other two on the other side. And then Zach was saying at the very end how uh, her finger was continuing to grow. And I'll tell you what, when we left there, joy was on that church. Joy was on that church. It was awesome. There was a bunch of other stuff that happened, okay, and I'm going to wrap it up here in just a second. A bunch of other stuff that happened that I could be here literally for hours explaining to you. But I'm going to get to the point where, um, I guess this one affected me the most, by far. We went to this place called, I don't remember. That's not the name of the town, but I was going to say Chikawa, but that's not it. That was a separate village we went to. I forget the name of it. Listen, the gospel had never been preached in this place. The gospel had never been preached in this town, ever. They had never heard and experienced the power and love of God. And for me, I was just like, oh, just blown away. Like, we get an opportunity to share with these people that had never heard before. Just to give you an example, you turn right to go to this village, but if you turn left, it was an Aztec village. And immediately, if you show up unannounced, they start shooting at you and pulling out their machetes and start trying to kill you. Uh, Fortunately, we turned right, and this village was way more welcoming to us. Um, There's more than one village who will try and kill you if you show up. 
and, and our guide was explaining how he had been shot out, shot at a bunch of times. And so praise the Lord, God's protection and safety. Amen. And even if the bullets did start flying, I got a big giant God, and He's got really big angels that will stop that stuff. Okay. Well, let's go to number five. Okay, so this young lady was getting her stomach healed, but if you can't see right behind between the two, you see that young person right there sipping on the drink? That was one of the babies that was demon-possessed. Now let me explain to you, this is an Aztec village, okay, and they have a lot of old practices they used to do. And they used to sacrifice their kids to these demon gods and literally burn them to death. They don't do that anymore. But what they do is a very similar act. And they start a fire and they go through the ceremony and they put their kids over this fire. And they dedicate these babies to these demon gods. And so we had about five or six little babies fully possessed by devils. Fully possessed by devils. Major fevers, hives, all kinds of stuff. They used to speak, and now they're mute, and they're retarded, and they can't do anything. They're just like, eh. And you would look at them, and they would look back at you, and then you would pray for them at a distance, and they would freak out. They would go, ah, contort themselves. And then one of the children, I think it was this one here, he would take his head and bang it on his mom's shoulder as hard as he could. Boom, boom, boom. Just continually. Well, I don't think I have the picture, but guess what? They were trained, they went, and they set these kids free. Now let me explain. This is where it really came home for me. We, <laughs> these kids are my son's age, and we're... We lay our hands on them and we just command the devil to leave and go where Jesus would have them go. Just get out of here and don't return. And some of them took like five minutes and they would freak out and we would just keep praying for them, keep praying for them, keep praying for them, commanding, standing on the word, thanking the Lord that it's gone. I mean, we've never dealt with this before. Now we know this time around, though, how to deal with it more effectively. And for one of these cases, it was the hardest case I think we had. We had been praying for a while, and this baby was freaking out. And I don't know, I don't like seeing babies freak out. Adults, yeah, okay, whatever. But babies, man, for some reason it just kind of pulls on the inside of you a little bit. Anyway, and this is the moment that I really felt like a son. This is a moment where the authority like rose up in me, and not I had to think about the authority. It just was. And I'll tell you, for me, it was the most amazing thing. I walked over to this little baby. I, I was praying for it for a minute. I turned away to go talk to someone else. There's a guy with knee issues and another guy who got his sight restored, another lady who got their sight restored, all in the same village, okay? And we walked over there. I just walked over there, and I just said, peace, be still. And immediately that baby stopped. Just and you have to understand that at that moment was, I didn't even think about it. I wasn't even trying. It was like the Lord and I meshed to become one and just boom, and it happened. After a few minutes, that baby was set free 100%. And I'll tell you what, 
Let me give you another quick testimony of that same village here to end the service, and then I have a charge for you. The baby was set free. The gospel was preached. Hundreds of people got saved on this trip. The majority of that village got saved. There was a problem. They don't have a pastor. They don't have someone to lead them and guide them through the Word. They don't have a clue. In fact, they had a Bible there and they tried reading it and they literally could not understand the Bible. Could not understand it. And here's what happened. Here's why I'm so proud of my team. Holy cow, I'm so proud of them. The pastor who took us up there that wanted us to open the village, his truck was broken down and barely made it there. And we pulled over on the side of the road and we took an offering for that pastor and we gave him enough to fix his truck. We gave him enough to fill his truck. We gave him enough to continue the work there. So he's going to go there and he's going to birth a church where the gospel's never been preached before. It doesn't get better than that. It really doesn't. It does not get better than that. And I'll tell you what, if that doesn't excite you, then you need a little dose of the Holy Ghost. Second service, make sure you get in there. So, okay, I leave this with my final thoughts in this, and I'll tell you what the Lord spoke to me. If you don't go, who will? If you don't go, who will? You're spirit-filled, God-loving, God-trusting people. If you don't go, who will? The second thought is this. When you go, just open your mouth and proclaim Jesus. Jesus is Lord. He forgives you. He loves you. He wants nothing but good for you. Lay your hands on them. And watch what happens. Now this is it. I'm going to pray. The Lord spoke to me these two things. And he gave me a vision for it. He said, um, when you go home, don't get muddy. And what the vision he showed me was being, having the full armor of God and in your feet with the shoes of preparation of the gospel, sharing the gospel. And this is what I was referring to earlier. The mud, and he also, he quoted me this, he said, lay aside the weights and sins that so easily easily beset us, Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1. And he said, set aside those things in your life that you would feel and that would make you ashamed to share the gospel to people. Get rid of those, whatever it is, whatever it takes, remove that out of your life. Go boldly and proclaim that Jesus is Lord. And he said the other way to doing that and the only way of doing that is getting to know him and that's spending time with him. And those are the two things that the Lord spoke to me. And I just thank the Lord so much. Worship team, you can come on out. I just thank the Lord so much that we had this opportunity just to share the love of Christ to everyone. And I just wanted to thank you guys. If you had a hand in sending one of these team members go, thank you personally for me. That was not bad ground. That was amazing ground you sent people in. Let's worship the Lord.